And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I pledge you that we shall neither commit nor provoke aggression, that we shall neither flee nor invoke the threat of force, that we shall never negotiate out of fear, and we shall never fear to negotiate. Terror is not a new weapon. Throughout history, it has been used by those who could not prevail, either by persuasion or example. But inevitably, they fail, either because men are not afraid to die for a life worth living, or because the terrorists themselves came to realize that free men cannot be frightened by threats and that aggression would meet its own response. And it is in the light of that history that every nation today should know, be he friend or foe, that the United States has both the will and the weapons to join free men in standing up to their responsibilities. All free men, wherever they may live, are citizens of Berlin. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Berliner. The path we have chosen for the present is full of hazards, as all paths are. But it is the one most consistent with our character and courage as a nation and our commitments around the world. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it. And one path we shall never choose, and that is the path of surrender or submission. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. Please read from sheets. I am. I, I am. am. Sofa King. Sofa, Sofa King. King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I, I am. Sofa King. Faster. I am. Sofa King. Not, no, not so fast. So. Loses meaning. I, I am, am so fucking with with Todd. <laughs> You say funny things. Hello and welcome back to the show. Yeah, yeah. Listening to the, uh, what podcast is this again? I forget. Um, the Whiskey OCD uh, channel that's podcast. Right. That's right. Uh, that's just one side of the table with yeah. the OCD. Yep. Are you here today? I feel like that's directed at me. No, we were talking about the blanket behind you. Oh, well. Yeah. Yep. That guy's got some ticks yeah. for sure. <laughs> Crazy. Put, yeah. ever, Put it over your face and you'll yeah. look better. Have you ever seen that thing drive through the Garces circle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside uh, jokes. Uh, we, have a, we have a very special guest today, um, Dr. Randall Beeman. What's up, Randy? Not a lot. Yeah, we're, we're not going to use his real name because we don't want anybody to know who he is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, that was, a good, that was a good fake name. Though. Is, yeah, yeah, wasn't that a good yeah. fake name? Um, 
So uh, we're we're covering uh, JFK, um, and we we've been looking at JFK for a long time. And uh, kind of like when we did nine eleven, we knew that it's sort of one of the the granddaddies of all conspiracies. So we wanted to sort of split JFK into two episodes. So this episode, we're going to talk about sort of the life and times of JFK, how he grew up, what he was like as a president, mm-hmm. etc. What he ate for dinner. What he ate for dinner. Um, who his friends were. Who he shagged after Hobbies, dinner. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert. He gets assassinated. Yes. <laughs> so if you didn't know, if, if you haven't wa- seen the movie yet, yeah. then don't wa- don't watch this show. Yeah. So the uh, the um, so we'll end with the assassination, and then our our next episode uh, that'll drop on Friday if you're listening to this live time um, is uh, all about the assassination. So we're going to get into all the the details and theories uh, that range from the mundane to the crazy. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. A lot of them. Um, so, but I do want to ask if, uh, if Randy is familiar with our, uh, can we call beloved, him doc- Can we just call him doctor? What do you, what do you prefer, Randy? You can call me big Rand. You can call big me Rand. Nice. Oh, I big like Rand. That. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew Brad would like that. Mm. That's my street name. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to know if, uh, big Rand is familiar with, uh, El Yucateco hot sauce. I only heard of it recently because we will. Uh, this is your friend, Dave. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was my friend, it'd be yeah, they would know. Yeah, if it was Brent's friend, yeah. he already would have been uh, yeah. force, fed, force fed. Force uh, fed. So we will. Up. I don't think you can see it from your seat, but we have a big fat rack of a million flavors. So you will leave here with a, a wish, like a, a like wish a, list of El Yucateco flavors. Yeah, it's like the Baskin Robbins of hot sauce. That's right. Of, 31 my, different flavors. My wife is a Latina, as you know, David. Yes. So we, hot sauce and spicy things are a big part of our life. Yeah. I'll look forward to that. I think we'll you're, enjoy some soon. your life is about to change. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I go through periods, tiger sauce, Leon Bayes over the years. And so we've been on a sriracha kick for about three or four years. I'm ready for a change. No, this might, yeah, this might, you have to fix that. This might break your, uh, break your stride. Yep. Yeah, they have an array of flavors actually. I like I my wife was Cholula through and through. We had every color cap in the fridge door. And then uh I had a taco shop and I used Yucateco and that was it, man. Like legit. Like everyone always like hates ads in the beginning of podcasts. Oh, uh, like, did you see that? The, the guy that messaged us? Yeah, there was a guy that posted yesterday <laughs> that said, um, I hate advertisements and I mean I hate advertisements. And he's like, But goddamn you, Brent. He was like, You talked me into getting Yucateco. He's only been listening to podcasts for a week, but he like binge listened eighty five percent of our episodes, which is more than eighty five episodes. Yeah. And I was like, You did that to yourself, man. You like brainwashed it in. Yeah. We're MK Ultra. You, you MK Ultra. Yeah. 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 But he uh he went and bought Yucateco. Yeah, on, listening listening to us, he, we turned you in turned you into a vegetable and all you do is want to listen to advertisements now. That's right. Yeah, so. And you drink hot sauce now. Yeah, and we already forgot. Brent forgot your name. Yeah, I'm, so I'm pulling it up right now. For he him. can't remember yesterday. I'm thumbing through it right now. I got it. Somewhere. So what else is new? Roger got? Moore. Got you. What are we talking His about today? Really Did we say Moore. what we're talking about today? Yes. <laughs> had a whole thing about it. <laughs> I do want to do, do one thing that we haven't done in a while, and I want to encourage people to uh, hit us up on social media. Um, we used to plug it quite a bit and we haven't really said, uh, much about it lately, but check us out. Uh, I think w- I'm most active on Instagram. Um, you can always hit us up on Facebook on, on Instagram. I'm sofa King David cause some fucking creep 
already had Sofa King Dave. Yeah. So I had to be Sofa King David. So hit me up, follow me. I always post stuff about the episodes or various things. And then we've also got Sofa King Brent and Sofa King Brad. And then we've also got Sofa King Podcast. So hit us up, follow us, like us, talk to us. Uh, we, we're on Twitter. Yep. At Sofa King Podcast on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, all that stuff. If you just search Sofa King Podcast, it'll come up. You're yeah. good to go. I just wanted to give it a shot because we've, we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of new followers recently. So I just wanted to let yeah. you guys know, hit, hit us out on, uh, check us out, hit us yeah. up on, uh, social networking. We like to try to engage and with people, talk to them. Don't forget our website, www.com. You That's can go right. there, get all the episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Everything's you know, there. Everything's there. Yeah. Sign up for the newsletter yep. that we don't have. And I want to say all that pipe shovel stuff's gone. Like I got bombarded with, can I have a free glass pipe? There was never a glass pipe. Brad said that a couple times on accident. And but the, oh, because it, it was like the tube that the that it was in, the, dab the dabbing, tool, the dab the tool, dab was tool in a plastic yeah, the shovel. Case. Yeah, it looked, it looked like a glass pipe. Sorry. Yeah, but I pipe shovel said he might send us some more stuff. So if he does, I will let you guys know, and we'll give that stuff out too. Right. So you, you gave this away already. Yeah, yeah it's gone. Yeah, too bad for you. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it happened quick. That comes big, out. Of, big comes out big Rand missed out. <laughs> it was like 8 a.m. It was gone. Yeah. I was like, damn, stoners aren't supposed to be up this early. It was like, episode yeah. came out 4 a.m. And it was like, hey, man, let me get that kit. Hey, man, yeah. let me get the kit. Let me get the I, glass I, pipe. I saw like, Yanuri Dietrich. She was mad. She's probably mad about it. Nah, she won. She, she got one. She got one? Yeah, uh, how many did we have? Uh, no, I didn't There's know how many five. we had. I thought, yeah, I thought it was like a kit. You're no. forgetting the Waken Bakers. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were yeah. up already. And, well, the thing is though, it's, yeah, the yeah, thing is though, like they're, uh, New York is three hours ahead, so yeah, yeah. yeah they were they weren't awake early. But, Someone yeah. was all stoked. And I was like, it's not that crazy, man. Honestly, like the shipping's probably going to be worth more than the thing I'm sending you right yeah, now. Yeah, but like, you got to think about yeah. you know a stoner getting stuff, something so. cool. Yeah, yeah. It, actually, really cool stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's on the way, and but it's all gone. So don't ask. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Until we get more. Yep. Don't ask. All right. Okay. So. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. And again, one of the reasons I always like doing this show is because of the things that I've never known that I learn in doing the research. And uh, this might be a dumbass thing and all, but I will freely admit it that until Google said, do you mean Kennedy? That I was spelling it wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know there were two N's in Kennedy. I wanted to know that. Davis wait a minute. Wait a minute. English professor? <laughs> well, you never have to. You type in John F. Kennedy. You can spell however the fuck you want to. And or Google's like, this dumbass means this. And right. it just takes you where you want. But then when it said, do you mean? And I was like, what did I type wrong? And then I looked and I was like, there's fucking two ends. And I had to do like a wow. wobbada wobbada wobbada. Check this out though. You weren't here yesterday or day before Dave came to the shop yesterday. Yesterday. And uh, he was sitting there. I was working on computers and we were talking shop. And he, he was sitting there. No one said anything. And his phone goes, boop, boop. Did you mean cocaine? And it was all, <laughs> it was all cocaine. Uh, a plant do, you have, do, you, do, do you have Rick James' old number? Like, did you, like is that what just I happened? swear to God, we were just saying change your nothing. nothing. No, there was just a lull. No one was talking and bleep, bleep, bleep. Did wow. you say That's cocaine? That's funny. Google just woke up and started telling him about cocaine. Yeah. I was like, did you mean homosexual shit. activities? <laughs> the fuck? Most, most homosexuals are nocturnal. <laughs> <laughs> They're nocturnal. It was a trip. Yeah, they're nocturnal. They like <laughs> cheese-filled hot dogs and and Jesus bratwursts. <laughs> okay. All right, Kennedy. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so Kennedy. So One with two end. ends. Yeah. This is. Um, don't, yeah. Don't get him confused when you when you search John F. Kennedy. With one in, there's two different ones. Totally different guy. Two different, yeah, two different guys. Totally one's still alive. Guy. One's still alive. The, the guy, the guy with one in, um, got shot by five shooters in Austin, Texas. Yes, 
Um, but that's a different story. So John Fitzgerald Kennedy, a.k.a. JFK, a.k.a. Jack. They all called him Jack Kennedy, which gets a little bit confusing because when you're reading about him, quotes just refer to him as Jack. And it yeah. kind of takes a second to be like, I called, I, Jack? I called him Fitz. Nice. Yeah, that's what I always called him. Well, because he had freaking nine. He was one of nine brothers and sisters, yeah. and like they I all, didn't know that, they yeah. all have like very similar names. It's like one of them's a Fitzgerald, and one of them's a Robert, and one of them's a Robert Fitzgerald, and one of them's a Jack, and that that one's a they John, all had and, they all had different dads too, and they're all juniors of each other, and it's yeah. very very crazy. Right to claim uh, connection to the family, of course, is a big thing. And I in college, I briefly dated a night. Uh, dated you dated jfk <laughs> wow Kennedy. yeah it was just one night but it was the 80s yeah nice yeah yeah, yeah. That's your i mean be free fame. you know yeah so now we can throw you yeah. into the conspiracy theory. Yeah. speaking of cocaine yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the 80s he did. it was a different time mysteriously jfk died after um <laughs> after uh breaking up with Big Rand. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we taught when we a long time ago, we did our uh, prohibition episode. And in it, when we were talking about various mobsters, we did talk about JFK's father. Um, he does have he did have connections with uh, mob bosses. Um, he how, how much do you know about that, Randy? Did you is there much concrete stuff out there? I mean, a lot of you, what you read is tenuous. I mean, when you read between the lines, it's kind of hard to imagine he was in bed with these people, but have you read anything concrete about his connections? I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's not an area of expertise with me as far as his father's connection to the mob. There's been the constant theme thrown out over the decades that his father, you know, profited from the uh, when prohibition ended and right. he had some foreknowledge of this and that there's connections involved there. And then, of course, you know, he, he, the guy was in everything. I mean, he yeah. was in movies. Yeah. He was... So that the idea that he was connected somehow with 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 uh, organized crime is no surprise, and probably was just part of doing business. I'm yeah, I, suspect, I mean, I can't imagine that yeah. you would be doing business on the East Coast in the 20s and 30s, not have not a connection be involved, yeah. right? With I, and then it's yeah. like, oh, prohibition ended, and the very next day he has the rights to Gordon's gin and Duar's scotch, instantly coming over on boats, right. you know, with an infrastructure that the mob was already using to bring stuff on boat. I mean, right. it was just this instant turnaround. So no, houses in Canada, yeah. And, so forth, right? yeah. and and is that a um, coincidence that uh, Kennedy worked on like PT boats and stuff like during was that after Castle Times? It was well. It was after Castle. Okay, I'm confused because no, I'm thinking was, Christopher Columbus times. No, I'm, is, I'm in the wrong you're, era. You're thinking of Nazi times. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, <laughs> I'm way off, man. I'm, way, yeah. I'm like I'm like 30 or 40 That's, years off. Yeah, tiny, tiny center justified mustache times. Uh, yeah, got you. You're three or four times off. Okay, yeah. all right. Was, um, this is not safe to be black people times. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Okay, yeah, all right. I'm, I'm there. We we have our own uh, history. We're, we're rewriting history yeah. on the show. That's good. Yeah. It's better than drug history. I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his father um, had connections. His father was, his grandfather owned saloons in New York um, and again was sort of a, you know, rough and tumble street politician. And so, I mean, there, there's all these, you know, alleged connections. No one really has anything concrete, but they were in the same circles that they, that they would have been in. And then his uh, mom, Rose Elizabeth Fitzgerald, was the daughter of a Boston politician 
who went by the name Honey Fitz, mm. which I mm. thought was awesome. That's a stripper name. <laughs> it's a total fucking stripper name. Why? Why JFK get the the middle name of his last name of his mom? Are they trying to keep that yeah, name that's alive weird. too? Yeah, it's like weird. weird. The way they named all these children. Yeah, They're like barn animals. <laughs> They're like barn animals. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, they know. They know. Um, so yeah, he was, uh, wealthy, wealthy parents who were particularly, uh, uh, possibly into shady things. And then, um, he's born to that. He's the second child. And, um, as a youth, everything indicates, unlike most of the people that we talk about on this show, he wasn't a stellar student who was surprising people. He was captain of the muckers club, yeah. blowing up toilets with firecrackers and stuff. The average. He tried out for a bunch of, uh. A bunch of different sports and landed in swimming. So yeah. that's kind of it. Spectacular. Well, the, the big brother was obviously dad's idea that he was going to be the one that yeah. was going to be. Didn't, the, didn't he the play football and all that stuff? Like he, he was kind of all star. Good looking guy. Yeah. And, you know, he was everything. And, and uh, something, you know, I think the, the younger brothers always felt, uh, you know, some sort of an anxiety of even living up to the big brother stature. And yeah. Given this, his, uh, favors favoritism with the dad and so forth and you know going back to the gangster thing if you know anything about early american politics the irish are the first ones to figure out that it's all a game and that it's something that you can rig and not yeah just, not just you know the the old boss system was a, you know it went from irish to italian to all the different ethnic groups right and, so it was a, a bit of a, it was kind of a gangster affair in many ways, but it worked. You know? Yeah, so, it did yeah, work. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting because the Fitzgerald, Honey Fitz, was actually the rival of J.P. Kennedy. So his grandfather, it wasn't, I mean, so he ends up, you know, the children get married. It was probably some fucking Romeo and Juliet shit because the parents hated each other and were at each other's throats politically. And I can't imagine that did not get nasty. There were some Irish people beating heads on each other in alleys mm. over those elections. Right. Where's then, the miniseries on that? <laughs> exactly. Huh? Right. And then the kids end up getting married, you know, um, so or, was, or it was a power move, you know. Yeah, that could have been. Of, a, yeah. Could have been. Could have been something that was consolidation planned out. of power. Kind yeah, of a peace we hate treaty. you, but you know, yeah, this is the best move for for uh, for everybody. So yeah, they were always uh, fighting over over all that stuff, and then his father ultimately, like throughout all this stuff. So when he's born and all this stuff is going on, his father Joseph Patrick Kennedy. Um, ends up becoming the chairman of the SEC, which is the group that investigates for for stock fraud. He becomes the ambassador of Great Britain. So he's just, I mean, he's in it. I mean, he's... Yeah. But respectability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's in it to win it, yeah. you know. Which is not uncommon if you've known new rich people. That's one thing they try to do is get their kids into the best school. Right, and, and right. Yeah. Senior yeah. in Bakersfield. Yeah. And, and as, you, as you said, Randy... Uh, like all indications were that he wanted one of his kids to become president and he wanted it to be Joe. Right. Um, <laughs> but slight mishap with Joe. Um, family, he, family tradition, huh? With that reckless streak. Yeah. He, yeah. Blew, he blew up in an airplane. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there was a, there was, was a he war, with the soccer team. There was that a, ate each other. No, <laughs> that was different. He was, he was on a top secret bombing mission in world war two and his he plane, died. his plane went up. I, th- I thought, Oh, go ahead. You looked at me weird. He, you knew he did like get in trouble for blowing up toilets with firecrackers and stuff, right? Joe or JFK? No, JFK. Like when he was little, no. they went to that school. He was in his brother's shadow. His brother was like a football star. And when he showed up, like he started to act out to compensate for it. And he actually got in trouble. And that yeah. Muckers Club references, like he started like a little outclass rebel club called the Muckers 
because um, some quote of one of the uh, the professors said something about him. Mother being mucker. A, a mucker or some yeah. some weird term. He's mucker in this shit. Walking around showing their mammaries. It was, some, <laughs> it was like some old terminology that we aren't mammaries. familiar with. Muckers showing their mammaries all the time. Wasn't a mucker somebody who dug around? The, I don't know. Probably, Probably yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you would think. Little asshole. Somebody started it called the Muckers Club, but he yeah. got in trouble at school for blowing up a toilet with a firecracker. Yeah. That's like always a thing. I never actually... Can you really blow up a toilet with a firecracker? What kind of firecrackers do they have? It, it's not a firecracker. It's like a fucking M80. Yeah, like M80 or something. Yeah. Well, you, if you put them in the tank, they'll blow the tank up. Right. Hey, you blow a tank up. Just right. Porcelain. You sound like you're real familiar. But then with if that. you flush it right before Maybe. it blows up, it'll Maybe. fuck up the pipes. Yeah. Ooh, didn't try that. Yeah. I heard that my uncle did it, but it's always Neither one of those. did I. I'm going, I'm going to Brent's house <laughs> after this. <laughs> to, to blow up my toilet? Yeah. No, your pipes. Oh. Ooh, that sounds sexual. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to blow your pipes. I'm blowing them pipes out. Man, then he's going to be. I'm a professional pipe blower. Don't have to go to my then house. He'll, be, he'll no. be covered in your muck. Yeah, we just got to wait for Big Rand and Dave to leave. Was he in the room when we were talking about my. Show. When we were talking about my superhero weapon, this is not no. show. Yeah, it's the, my superhero weapon is the blowgun that shoots dildos. That's the sound they make. So. Oh, I'm waiting for an illustration. He'll get yeah. held. You all, you all missed the conversations that happened just before we go. <laughs> they were good. Yeah, yeah, we were getting it. Um, so yeah, so JFK at school, and then another thing that I read is that even when he was in school and not mucking. I guess <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, he was like sick all the time. He was like very sickly. He was always yeah. out with the cold and pneumonia. He got scarlet fever. Like he was close to dying a couple of times. They actually like thought he kid. had leukemia at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, it was ultimately diagnosed with colitis. But yeah, what he went to um, Hopkins, wasn't it? That he got uh, admitted to, and they figured out it was colitis. I mean, he had tons of trouble. Yeah, but they yeah. literally thought he had leukemia at one point. If you look at the photos of him as a youth, he's so thin and emaciated looking and sickly. And yeah, picture, and he's like standing the, next to the little boy from Willy Wonka. He's standing next to Joe, who's all like studly and tall. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> Hair's blowing in the wind. No, Kennedy's just, bald from leukemia, yeah. just standing next to his big brother. No, it's, you, you look at these portraits of like his, his mom and his dad and like him and all of his siblings, and you can just like... I've seldom seen it. Like you just see all their personalities. Like you see like the bizarre girl who doesn't talk much and the girl who's like flirting with the camera and like the smart one. And the like, you just see all of their personalities just shining as, as children. It's pretty bizarre. And apparently his, his sister, um, Agnes. had to get a lobotomy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. I didn't see much. Of they it. handled I saw that, that the old fashioned way and put it, you know, Knock it out and then hide her away. And just yeah, put you just in the bed. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Frontal lobotomy. A <laughs> bottle sucks. in front of me. I have a bottle in front of me. Yeah. She had a frontal lobotomy. Yeah. Not to be confused. <laughs> not to be confused. Yeah. That's the song. She didn't die Same until she was like 80 or something. So they like lobotomized her and just put her away for fucking ever. I would wow. just think of uh, one who flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm. Could, could it have been fixed nowadays? Like if, if they waited? I don't know what her condition was, nor was it diagnosed properly. Probably. I'm just going to say yes. Yeah, yeah, probably. Like there was probably nothing to fix. <laughs> like, probably was not. Pro- yeah. She was probably just an uppity broad. So yeah. they sent her, they sent the her to solution the doctor was in lobotomy. Canada. Yeah. They sent yeah. her to the doctor in Canada and he fixed her. Yeah. I didn't see what was, what was wrong with her. My assumption She just talked was like Audrey was, Hepburn. Uh, so they did it. Cause yeah. she was talking. Yeah. Something. Copper. She, <laughs> she <laughs> I forgot oh, that. Yeah. Remember the aviator thing? <laughs> forgot about that. So, but he, so he turns around. So he goes to Choate school. He goes to a couple of different like prestigious prep schools. And then when he finally gets, he goes to Princeton for a year, doesn't stick, goes to Harvard. And then in Harvard, he, which I didn't know, he wrote this paper 
Once his dad became ambassador to Great Britain, he wrote a paper that was explaining why Great Britain wasn't ready to fight the Nazis, which well, it wasn't. Why Europe slept. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And which, it, uh, he was only at Princeton for six weeks. But yeah, but then he the went there. Year he graduates. Yeah. He publishes a book that sells eighty thousand copies Can you yeah. in the forties. Yeah. Like Senior thesis, it out. Yeah. Right. Senior, yeah, in it's history, I might add. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it in history? I think it might have been a precursor to poli sci. I can't recall exactly. Oh, maybe poli sci is history light. What do you get the uh, the Pulitzer for? <laughs> he got a Pulitzer. What he was got it a for? Pulitzer for um, Profiles and Courage. Yeah, that's yeah, right. But it turns out that his speechwriter actually co-wrote it. Ted Sorensen, right? Yeah. He's a Nebraska engineer. Like, oh, yeah? They, they hushed him. Yeah, later during his autobiography, they, it, he admitted that he co-wrote that. Well, that's that's not it, to take that's well. When I write that. my autobiography, I'm going to claim that I co-wrote that guy's autobiography. Yeah. How's well, that? Maybe you could do yeah. that. He's dead. He's not going to argue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how you do that shit. Right. Yeah. I want my Pulitzer. I was probably no, some of the 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 why Europe slept has been resurrected by the Islamophobe white right wing as uh, why Europe slept. It was a book that came out in 2001 or three by Mark Stein. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's uh, kind of one of the more extreme anti-islamic people and so i thought it was kind of a bastardization and a ripoff of jfk but oh right yeah so that was you know obviously he was going against dad there you know because dad was a big isolationist and pushing against uh you know fighting the germans and so that was something that was uh slaying daddy a little bit oh wow yeah, i didn't so, know that yeah well, yeah just, i mean his dad was an embarrassment he was in america first year you know Right, uh, right. So, yeah, because I, I mean, at the time, America—I mean, America was somewhat isolationist up until that point. It didn't yeah. really get involved yeah. with anything. I call it pacifist, not isolationist. But um, certainly, there was a huge movement to not go to war, and and Gerald Ford, Joe Kennedy. There were a lot of names that were very prominent people. The you know the. Uh, the that national leaders were all in that movement. So right. it was a big movement and yeah. that him going against that was you know, considered to be ballsy. Yeah. That would have been a big diss on dad, you yeah. know, especially a punk kid at Havid. Yeah, exactly. It's Havid. not Harvard. It's Havid. Havid <clears throat> it is Havid. I'm pretty much an isolationist when it comes to my kids' soccer games and food. <laughs> yeah, like, and food. <laughs> there's another party that comes with me and I try not to get involved if they're, they yell a lot and say cuss words and yeah. yell at the other kids on the other team. And I just, uh, I stay a uh, yeah, pacifist or isolationist, whatever you want to call it. I don't want to fight the Hispanic family on the other side that are screaming <laughs> at, at the person I came with. I think that makes you a pacifist because I think I'm an isolationist right. because I never leave my house. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. You <laughs> didn't go in the first yeah. place. You, right. you win. You just, right. you just, yeah. you just, you just yeah. kept it to yourself. It I to just yourself. wouldn't yeah. have gone. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, sporting events with kids are bad. That's, that's the, We've talked about that in the past. If anyone, I find that I'm not going to soccer anymore. If anyone ever texts you and asks what time the podcast was, it was like, oh, I know it was in the way of soccer though. Cause we talked about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah Just yeah. answer talked that about how, how sad I get a hold of. Yeah. How yeah. sad, how sad Brent was that he missed the soccer game. Yeah. yeah sometime. I don't know. I was a coach for a couple of years. I'd never played a soccer game in my life. I'd never participated in organized soccer, but nobody would do it. So I volunteered. And All your kids had sticks running around, like hockey sticks on the field? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I watched you know, some videos and whatnot. I had a student from South America who volunteered to come out, but the parents were such a pain in the ass. Yes, I could yeah. never do it again. I, that I, year they totally went to the national championship, though, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, the parents, the kids aren't, aren't bad. I mean, it's the parents. Like, they are just, it is overwhelming sometimes how bad you want to punch 
bench one of them. It's just, it's crazy. I nervously shout out at jujitsu from the benches sometimes just at practice though. I'm just like, finish, finish. My buddy's like, don't be that dad. I was like, he's just (laughs) sitting there. But I was like, ah, his dad, the other kid's dad's right behind me though. I'm going to get choked from behind or something, you know? Yeah. You have to though. Well, you want them to, to, you want them to finish what they're doing. Like I, I, I just, I, I don't, I'm very quiet at my kids' games. I don't say anything. If, if I want to tell my daughter something, I'll walk over to wherever yeah. she's at. I'll say what I need to say and I'll walk off. Like I, if they mess up, that's the thing that people don't realize is when you're out there and you mess up, you already know what you did. You're just and right. you're yelling at him right. for it. You know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't help anything. You just so. send the wife over and let yeah. her think that she can call an air support and then she doesn't. And it's like Bay of Pigs at the baseball game. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, history joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, <didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. That was my segue. Go ahead. Yeah, Dave, I liked it. I liked <laughs> it. Liked it. Um, so after after all this, he writes this book and he ends up enlisting in the Navy. Um, but that wasn't even easy to do for him because of his health problems. Well, he didn't get in at first because he had lower back, like chronic lower back issues. Wouldn't let him in. Um, so I think he tried for an army first or something. They said no. Yeah. He tried a few places. Yeah. yeah and, and finally they got him in the national or the Navy reserves after back exercises and like tons of training yeah. and a string pulled from pops. Yep. Yeah. And again, so, and, and like people who were like getting upset that we were talking shit about George Bush a couple of episodes ago, just keep in mind that there was a war and George Bush used all of his connections to fucking run the other direction from the war. Correct. And then there was a war and fucking JFK uses all of his connections to make sure he can get in it yeah. and get into the yeah. mix. Yeah. Like, and get into the mix. A... He's not like trying to do something like, don't put me in and you know, I'm going to be a desk clerk. I want to be on a fucking PT yeah. boat well, like, and, in and, the and Brent, Pacific. Yeah. And, 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 Brent, wood. and Brent, you shut down my pussy theory, but I, I stick with it. I mean, that's, that's the difference, you know, like, and going from, from that episode to this episode, like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like that people like, yeah, you might die. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's what, that's what, how our country was founded. Right. People died for it, you know? Right. And that's I think my argument was here. just like some of those people. Left. No, I, I got yeah. you. Yeah, it, like, it is smarter. You know, it is Bush smarter because he was running away. Yeah. Some of those like, you know, yeah. dudes dodged Vietnam and whatnot yeah. because they didn't agree with what was going yeah, on. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, I mean, sure. every, everybody has their own. And you only beliefs. live, you know, you only live once or yeah. well, I believe you only live yeah. once and the, you don't want to die for some shit that you didn't believe yeah. in. You know what I mean? So and, and to be fair, there is quite a difference between going to serve in the clusterfuck that was Vietnam, Vietnam and, and going and to World serve War. in World War Two. Yeah. I've devoted a great deal of my life to studying the Pacific War and World War II and it was something that was a, it was a race war. It was a vengeance war. War without mercy against a treacherous foe was right. the slogan. And you, you wanted in that bad boy. Yeah. And, yeah. You wanted to be you know, part of it. Yeah. And it, the, there was a unquestioned hatred of the enemy in that war. And if you wanted to be in politics afterwards, man, you had to be in it. And you look at Nixon he does everything he can to get into the Navy, get into the mix, but he ends up uh, working at a warehouse, never seeing a Japanese, <laughs> right. winning $10,000 playing poker and going back right. home to finance his run for, for Congress, ironically becoming friends with JFK as a yeah. freshman congressman in right. 1946. Right. right. And the what thing is, like that, that war, like that, the I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but like my mom 
who was alive during World War II, and she came, you know, she was half German, half Polish. Her, as I've said on the show before, her father actually worked with Nazis to smuggle agents through the, through his shipping system from Buffalo, New York to Chicago. Like, so they had German ties during the war, Mm. but because of the city that she lived in, they still wanted them in the war effort. So they just bombarded her area with Japanese propaganda because (laughs) you're not going to get them to go fight the Nazis. Nazis, but you can sure as hell get him and to fight the Japs till the day she died. She was the most hippie, open-minded, loving. If you were gay, if you were black, if you were Hispanic, (laughs) if you were right wing, left wing, Jewish, Catholic, she didn't give a fuck. She loved everybody like hippie, new world, whatever. And every so often she'd just be talking and she'd be like, oh, David, it was like, you know, I saw this thing on the news today and they talked about this Japanese man and these awful things he did and they were so surprised and I'm thinking I don't know why you're surprised from a race of people who all they do is sit in palm trees and kill people with fucking flamethrowers <laughs> and I'm like oh my god mother like and she would all they do is sit there and, and snipe people with sniper rifles all they do yeah. is burn innocent people to children. death in their foxhole innocent the, children. they spike innocent children with their bayonets I'm like yeah. mother and no they rape, don't like it's not, it's not all they do yeah. but she was like she was so, from an early age she was hit so deep with that propaganda yeah. that it would ju- you, you would just see it it's flare there. up and yeah. all the kids would just laugh at her and be like I cannot fucking believe you yeah. just said it's that the, uh, I grew I, up in a, just a place and time where you would see that bumper sticker all the time I'd rather my sister be a whore than my brother drive a Jap bike Damn, that was, that was a very common bumper sticker growing up in yeah. 1960s and 70s. Don't be caught riding a Honda. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that a lot of people, like I used to look at conspiracy theorists. I think I've said this before, like, damn, they're crazy. And then I start digging into it on the show and I'm like, damn, they're sleeping. Like it, it, people just fall for the Fox News flavor yeah. of the week. It's yeah. like, oh, Ebola, watch out. Oop, ISIS, well, watch we, out. We, like, talk, we talked about that on the MK Ultra episode. The, the, the biggest mind control thing was the power of suggestion, right. you know, like you suggest to your kids that there's a God and you go to church to do those things. And that's what they grow up doing and believing, you know, you, or whatever, whatever you want your people to believe, you tell them that. It and that's a, what, it comes, that's TV, what it is. The power of TV comes into play in this yeah. too, that we're going to get. To. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Advertising for the new Nerf gun, you know, and your kid wants it. What is it? I don't know. Right. Who you're like, they're like, well, uh, yeah. you know, you're like, well, like my daughter wants this damn, it's a, a porcupine. <laughs> and she's like, it, it apparently it stands. And I'm like, and okay, what? like, what does it do? What's it called? I don't know, but I saw it on TV. I want it really bad. It's $50. And I'm like, what is it? Like, what's the name of it? And she's like, I don't know. It's pork and it stands on its own. Yeah, and I'm my like, kids are Pokemon crazy like that. They don't care what it is. Yeah. 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 She started doing Pokemon. So the, just like JFK was I just like, I could sell my son a Pokemon shovel. Yeah. I get him to dig a hole. Yeah. Like, because, to, it's, because there's Pokemon. Pokeballs yeah. in the ground. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you have a Child whole, labor. Whole labor yeah. force. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's fucking. I'm going to look a Pokemon weed eater. Oh, yeah. look, there's a squirtle <laughs> four feet down. Child molester. I got Pokemon. In my pants, <laughs> come get them. I was just saying, at the end of your math lesson, will be four for you. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> captures or whatever yeah. they do. A reward system. Yeah. yeah. So, so JFK ends up going to to uh, the Pacific. Um, he's the is he the captain of PT one hundred nine? He is indeed. Yeah. yeah. So he runs a, a PT boat. He probably would have been called commander or right. lieutenant commander. I'm yeah. assuming. I can't remember exactly. And a, yeah. the PT boat or the the uh, torpedo boats, right? 
Yes. Correct. They're made out of wood, by the way, which is... They're made out of wood? Out. Right. Wow. So was their job to spot torpedoes? Was their job to... No, they had maybe a complement of seven, eight torpedoes. And okay. so they would have had the capability to, to much like a submarine. Out. Their idea would be that their, their uh, speed would allow them to get away. And yeah, because I know they were small, agile boats. They weren't like massive. It was, it'd be almost like a... Like a cigarette U-boat. boat with torpedoes, yeah. but not quite a cigarette boat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but they end up getting rammed by a Japanese craft in a battle, and the boat gets That's all those Japanese do. That's all they do. That's all they do. They sit around in boats and ram people <laughs> all day right. long. That's right. They should have just made like fake inflatable <clears throat> whales, and then they couldn't help themselves. They had to stop themselves. <laughs> <laughs> decoy whales, yeah. like you do for a deer or something. Yeah, like, yeah. like the duck thing. Yeah, put whale. decoy deer, you know, stuff. If they try to get you, just point, you're like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. like, oh, hold your hand. It's right. us or the whale. <laughs> What's, what's it gonna be? Oh. We gotta go for the well. Get them, boys. <laughs> but um, so the ship sinks. Two of the crew die um, in the in the wreckage, and then he leads the other people to an island that's three miles away with an injured back. And the accounts are that one of the guys who was like super jacked up with burned. injuries and burned. Uh, I and I, I I have to wonder if this is true or not. But it said that JFK dragged him himself, pulling on a strap with on his life vest in his teeth. Correct. I learned that yeah. in second grade, man. <laughs> but is that some I'm cherry sure, tree I'm shit? Sure, I'm or sure there was some, some embellishments. <laughs> yeah. there, well, no, you know? I bet he did a thing. You have you need your hands to swim. Yeah. You're going to yep. drown. Well, so. he was like I said in school. He did make it on the swim. He was a good swimmer. Yeah, and and it proves um, in in his time in the navy that. He he and did. He, some he likes that, to do things not because they're easy, but because they're hard. So like right. not because they're easy, <laughs> but because it is hard. Yeah, so, mm, that's what I tell all the yeah. strippers. That's what, that's what he told Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Don't do it because it's easy. Do um, it because it's hard. The um. So and that incident, and then I think several days later they ended up getting rescued. Um, and were I were they thought, on wood planks for a like, couple of days in the ocean? A long time ago, I thought I had read something that said that he actually left to get them rescued. He gave them rescued. He had to go to another island, or I believe, or yeah. had natives on it or something. And then that's how they got rescued. Yeah, he swam three hundred. Yeah. But he miles. gave them a, a choice at that point when the boat went down. He talked to them. And he said, "There's nothing in the manuals that say what to do in a situation like this. What do you guys want to do? Do we surrender, or do you want to go?" You want to swim for it? What do you want to do? You really should have done that in JFK's voice. That would have been mm, great. Mm. I'll, I'll jump in there later. We've got lots of time. Um, but so he gave them the choice. He said, I have nothing to lose. And then they all didn't. Right. Surrender. And he yeah. said, some of you have children, et cetera. Families, yeah. It's probably a really good idea. It's his first speech. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would not have wanted to surrender to the Japanese. No, period. <laughs> no, no, all they do is sit around and torture people. Right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, so he ends up getting the Navy and Marine Corps Medal for Extremely Heroic Conduct, and he gets a Purple Heart. Um, this is, you know, a lot of the the rhetoric in his elections is he's a war hero. He did all, which is true. I mean, but injuries uh, you know, though, yeah. he gets it, which is kind at, of like a diss, right? Like you flip it over, you're like, ooh, Purple Heart. Oh, injuries. Now nowadays, nowadays. Well, all, that's matter. what all purple heart. Yeah, not purple for heart, yeah, Why does no. it say for injuries? I thought like you do for bravery. Well, the purple, the purple heart yeah. is for injuries. Medal the, of Honor is bravery. The, uh, the right. Navy Marine Medal, and I guess that's the highest medal they have. Um, but then I read something that said that he tried to get he the he silver. and his father were trying to get him the silver star for mm-hmm. combat, but that the Navy said uh, we'll give you a bronze star. 
And yeah. like they were like, that's not cents. good enough. Yeah, three mm-hmm. And they were like, we want the Silver we'll Star. But then the Navy was like, well, if you want to re-enlist, we'll give you the Silver Star. Mm. And then he was like, yeah, okay, fuck, I don't yeah. take the bronze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like, what what set of balls do you have to be like, oh, here's a huge honor that you, that the Navy gives you, yeah. you know, with, with your uh, medal for extremely heroic <laughs> conduct. And he's like, mm, I'd kind of well, rather have the Silver yeah. Star. Because dad probably calculated. knew, like, yeah, dad yeah. was doing that. You're going to be president. Your dad right. died. We need Absolutely. these accolades. Yeah. You need to put yeah. this your brother's already dead. We have somebody yeah. needs to be president. It's the extracurricular yeah. activities. It was yeah. like the fucking debate club. Yeah, but the silver know. star would have yeah. outshined yeah. it. You I know. didn't get second. No, yeah. Yeah. I tied for first. Uh, yeah. Just a discrepancy on the voting. Right. <laughs> but then he still did other stuff. He, I mean, even after that, he stayed in the war. He ended up in an, a command of another ship. He ended up rescuing like 87 people who were from a sunk ship. So he, he did other things. I mean, he was in the war like legitimately. Yeah, and he actually you know, did things. Yeah. yeah like, if you look at his contrast with LBJ, who was also in the Navy and who did nothing, mm-hmm, you know, and, mm-hmm. and claimed later, you know, that he had done all these things. It's yeah, but unquestionably he was a hero. Yeah. yeah going into legit. this, I really, I knew the assassination thing and yeah. conspiracies and Oswald, but then I was like, damn, this dude's legit. He seemed like he actually had like a good heart. I mean, he came from a rich family. He was, he yeah. was privileged. And but he, he did put other people before himself though. Like that's yeah. the one yeah. thing that he did do. Yeah. And he showed that. I, I watched the film PC 109, the mm-hmm. Hollywood dramatic version recently. And it stars Cliff Robertson, who was that uh, square jawed right. guy from the fifties. And it's, it's, it's corny to, but it was good. It was worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so he plays JFK. Yes. Oh, right. Nice. Yeah. That's, those voice, are some the voice good. Yeah. See, no, see I got, <laughs> not really. I have issues. No one who has done JFK's yeah. voice his, well, except for mayor Quimby. That's exactly that what I was going to say. History teachers have lied to me all my life. And now I'm supposed to believe you about this movie. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> can't trust. The I wouldn't can't trust the history teacher. <laughs> those are tough. Those are tough uh, shoes to fill. Like playing that role. Like yeah. Like in that era. Oh like, my gosh! I mean, right. when did the movie come out? You know what? That's a good question. We should look that up. I thought it was the late fifties, but you know, subsequently it might have been after his death. Right. But uh, either way, like, yeah. if it's after his death, that would have been even rougher to step Absolutely. in. Like, yeah, I'll play him. Uh, well, that, that was that was the conspiracy theory though that he killed. JFK for the, for the so role. he could make the movie. Yeah, like if, yeah, if I assassinate JFK, this movie will yeah, be he huge. He can't play JFK in this movie. Right. So. Right. Do you remember the actor William Devane? No, he's the one who's played JFK numerous times over the decades and nailed him to the most precise degree. Everybody else is really flailed at that, you know. Ask not what your country. Yeah, can you got to get that speech right, yeah. else you're just a character. Um, you know, character. That film came out in 1963, so I don't know. It doesn't say Oof. the month, but yeah, like right there. Ooh, yeah, right, that makes you wonder. Yeah. November 23rd, I think it was. The assassination was just Hollywood hype. It yeah. was hype for the film. Yeah, because yeah, he dies, the film goes big. Yeah. But John, if he doesn't uh, die, the film's a flop. But That's John, right. we, we did some screening, and it didn't really go over well with an audience. We need you to be assassinated, yeah. <laughs> martyr. You know what? I always put people before myself <laughs> let's do it boys that was that wasn't that bad that That's wasn't that bad. bad so um so after the war he ends up <laughs> yeah. june i got it june 19th 1963 so oh it was before oh yeah, yeah. by so a full of months the cult yeah. of jfk had already been established yeah that's you know right. what's interesting is i've over the years i've always been interested in talking to old people about their political views and I've never found more than two or three people that admitted to voting for Nixon in 1960 against against JFK, Kennedy, right? right? Yeah. But yeah, half the population. Yeah, did, exactly. but it was right? a neck and neck yeah. race. So yeah. everyone wants to remember themselves as voting for JFK, and I right. wonder if the same thing is going to happen with Obama. 
his initial election, but you know, it was yeah. very close. Everybody's right? going to remember it wrong. Of course, yeah. I voted for the first black president. That's called. Right. Yeah. That's, that's that's called I know. I know a lot. A lot of people. Did, a lot of people will tell you they did. They were like because he, he, I I liked him when he was you know first making speeches and these they were really good and they you know and just encapsulated you in this like oh wow like this guy might actually do something. He just promised change. He just kept yeah. saying that. And you're just like yeah, something uh, different. Yeah. You know? So I was going to say, that, I'm going to give you the, something uh, different. The Nickelback theory, the Nickelback effect. No, yeah. everyone swears they fucking hate him, but they sell somehow they sell millions of records. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. Like, that's the thing. Everybody hates him, but yet somehow they're somehow you know, they president. <clears throat> so in 45, uh, he worked for Hearst newspapers for a while. And then in 46, when he was only 29, which is pretty surprising, he runs for the U.S. House of Representatives and he wins um, largely because of two factors from everything that I saw. The fact that he's a huge war hero and the fact that the Kennedys can just throw money at it and, and make things happen. So this is part of that manifest destiny of the Kennedys becoming political powerhouses. So at a very young age, he, he gets in the house of representatives, but apparently he, he's not very thrilled with it. Is that, did you see anything yeah, it, about that? Very boring. You, really, you contrast it. I think he's doing a lot of, uh, you know, he's in the society pages a lot and, you don't get the feeling that he's after it as much as his counterpart Nixon, who's elected in the same election, who immediately gets on the House on American Activities Committee and is hunting down communists and being in the in the newspaper. But uh, Kennedy had that. Uh, I think what helped him a lot was his background as a quasi journalist, as a writer. So he's always putting stuff out there to make his name in the press, even though he's right. not going in and you know putting it bills together and so forth. Yeah, uh, as, a, as a legislator. Do you know if he in any way knew Hearst? Like, did he just happen to work for the Empire, or did he? Know? His dad was friends. It said. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. his dad probably got him a job. Yeah, you would assume that the families would would have had connections. Over you would the think, decades, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Because I wondered what kind of job. Because all that I saw was he worked for Hearst, and I'm like, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. I doubt he was like delivering papers. You know, like contributing columnist, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, with the gig. Um, but it did. I think it did help make him media savvy, which he needed. It later said, uh, on, you know, his father was a friend of Randolph Hearst and arranged a position for his son uh, as a correspondent for the newspaper. Okay. Let me call Randy up. just to keep him yeah. in the public eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. He owes me a favor. <laughs> he called him Big Rand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Big Rand will hook you yeah. up, Sonny Boy. Yeah, it's actually Bigger Rand. Yeah, that's just, yeah I, can't, um, I can't argue with that. So in 52, he uh, uh, runs for Senate and he hires his younger brother, Robert, to be his campaign manager. Um, one thing that I read is one one reporter uh, who watched the case said that it was, quote, the most methodical, the most scientific, the most thoroughly detailed, the most intricate, the most disciplined and smoothly working statewide campaign in Massachusetts history and possibly anywhere else. Hmm. So the people who were like on the beat watching it said that what the two Kennedys together did was like political perfection, right. you know, in what needed to happen, which again, isn't surprising because Kennedy after Kennedy after Kennedy gets elected. So they, they're just getting yeah. dialed into this perfect formula of, of how to, how to be politicians. I read that he was so ill during his time in the Senate though, that um, he was actually received his Catholic last rights. Like, what is that yeah. exactly? Like. Well, you're about like to die. you're gonna die. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get the, your bad. last rights when you're That's about right. to yeah, die. Yeah, that, that happened. Like he received last rights because he became so ill. Yep. Um, they said he uh, at some point in time, I read that he was actually diagnosed with some type of endocrine disease. 
Like he had adrenal um, dysfunction, all kinds of crazy yeah. stuff wrong with him. But they just they hit. He it. was sickly. Yeah, he sure. was sick all the yeah. time. They did the whole Teddy Roosevelt like <clears throat> prop his legs up, you know, like not let anyone know. But even when he when he wrote that book that he won the Pulitzer for, the Profiles in Courage, he wrote that in '57, and he wrote it while he was convalescing from surgery for various other. Back, so I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. back surgery he was just yeah. He, I mean, I had back surgery two years ago. I'm still recovering from it. Right, it's a, yeah. I'm bedridden quite a bit of the time. Yeah. I when I I get in uh, epidurals all the time and I'm I'm friends with my doctor and so I go into this room and they're putting me out and there's anesthesia there's ten people in the room and I'm always like hey doc can I have the JFK special today please <laughs> <laughs> and then he shoots you in the head yeah, yeah. no not, like, that yeah. not that one not that one the one with you know all the other stuff added in yeah. a young marine walks yeah. in who speaks Russian <laughs> no he said what do you mean by that and I said I want to be uh, playing football on Cape Cod with my brothers by Friday and and uh, betting a Hollywood star on a Saturday night and having to come back for more. <laughs> In the proper accent. Yeah. Um, so he ends up meeting uh, Jacqueline Bouvier, um, Mrs. Bouvier in 53 September. They get married in, in uh I guess they meet in 52 and they get married in September yeah. of 53. Yeah, they dated for a year. Um, and she's, again, she's that same social status. She's the daughter of a wealthy stockbroker. You know, I was reading a little bit about her, like, you know, when she took ballet lessons, it was at the fucking Metropolitan Opera in New York, not like some class, you know, it was like, well, I mean, she, she did not do anything small. She was like, she got into horseback riding and was like this equestrian, you know, um. master and all this, all this different stuff. So she, she was definitely a debutante and a socialite and they ended up getting, uh, uh, married. They had three kids, Carolyn Kennedy, uh, JFK jr. And Patrick Kennedy. Um, we could probably do an entire show just on JFK jr. And the conspiracy surrounding his death because he died under weird, very strange circumstances. Blame it on his sister-in-law. Yeah. You know, like late. weird. There's yeah. look into it. There's weird, like his, his plane crashed and there were very strange tower correspondences of people talking to each other about his plane. And yeah. it was very strange. The whole mm. thing was very, it was nine 11 practice. Run. Yeah. The whole thing was, was that's very the, the Bruce Lee effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had it coming. There's yeah, nothing to do about right. it. <laughs> no, I, I love this story that I've read in several sources where, they take Jackie aside before the wedding and uh, somebody from the family gives her the talk, which I wonder if Mrs. Trump's have had the same talk given to them, which is, look, you know, you're marrying a, a player. Right. It's not going to change. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you got to deal with that and suck it up and yeah. you know, take it, take it for the family. Yeah. You know, they know leave it. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. And that's interesting that they gave her that talk. Yeah. yeah. Because he was a player. I mean, we can, we'll, we'll talk, we can talk about his playing right now if we want to. Yeah. So he, uh, so he ends up, you know, he ends up uh, gaining the presidency. He goes against Nixon, uh, wins the presidency. And um, that's that TV power speech thing. I want yeah. to talk about. That. Well, it's yeah, good looks too. He won because he, you know, who are you voting for? A good looking guy or a troll? Yeah, yeah. that was you the know? thing. Yeah. So like normally there was just like the, the debates were over radio. So everybody heard it. And as far as like verbally and auditorily, um, you think that Nixon dominates. Um, but the people that watched it on TV, apparently like Nixon's got like a bum leg, five o'clock shadow. He's sweating. He's uncomfortable. Right. Right. He looks stressed out. And JFK is like young, suave player. Like, you know. 
he he looks calm and cool and and yep. as people see him that way he seems much more confident um and it seems like a better pick you know even yeah. though behind the scenes he's like endocrine man and he's dying like his right. lower back <laughs> they're injecting animal organ cells and all kinds of crazy stuff into him to keep him that way but that just shows like the the power of television when that came about um even though he may have won the debate nixon wise may have won the debate the fact that Kennedy was more handsome and looked and better. not shaky, and, yeah, and yeah. charismatic, and yeah. so yeah. you know, and it's I mean, a lot of people kind of give you know Obama props because when you know he was like one of the first ones to really use Twitter and to yeah. hit social media, and it's yeah. like you realize there's this whole the platform yeah. here. Body language is huge. That you know, like ninety percent of yeah. communication is body language. So like when you're just hearing something, if some dude is creepy as shit but sounds like Casey Kasem, you know what I mean? You have no idea. You're like that guy, yeah, and then right. you see him and he's Igor, right? And you're like, oh wait a minute, yeah. no, 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 yeah, no, you get, no, you get. <laughs> Handsome JFK, or yeah. you, you get Nixon. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to look at this guy for four years. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Have you oh. seen the Simpsons episode? The one of the early years of the Simpsons where they did the JFK debate. No. And so you open it up and you see you know, JFK and it's a Duff brand beer is sponsoring the debate. And he uh-huh. goes, my brothers and I always enjoy a Duff, you know, when we're playing ball on Cape Cod or whatever. And then you see Nixon going, oh, I, I too enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. What, what he said. Or the, the constant Nixon as a head in a jar in Futurama. Is yeah. my <laughs> but the best description of JFK that I have heard in my my lifetime, I was at Los Angeles County Museum of Art listening to a lecture by Richard Rodriguez, who's a California's greatest writer as far as I'm concerned. And Rodriguez is interviewing himself. And so he's got two chairs. And they say, Richard, he says to himself, Richard, well, who was your most influential uh, role model growing up? And he sits in the next chair. Richard Nixon. The crowd, bunch of L.A. liberal, West L.A. people. <gasps> you can't mean that. He goes, here I am. Sacramento, my dad's a janitor, I'm a Mexican-American, I'm on my way to Harvard, I'm a struggler, I'm a survivor, I'm a, I'm a pretender, I'm trying to be something I'm not. Of course, Richard Nixon was somebody I could identify with. <laughs> and he, said, he said, Richard Nixon, he said, John F. Kennedy represents the America that we want to think we are. Yeah. Richard Nixon, Richard Nixon represents the America that we truly are. Nice. And I thought, wow. That's, that's true. That, that makes complete sense. Like that, deep, yeah. 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 Makes no, I think sense. that's true. And, and we keep mentioning Obama, and I think that that's kind of the same thing. Like, it, it's Obama is the American, you know, America everybody wanted to be. Right. And it's right. just Trump not that way. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing right now in the public, and I'm not going to get political or make my stance, but like Hillary versus Trump right now, it's like, at least you know what the fuck Trump's thinking. You know what I mean? At least yeah. you know what he really means. He just says that it, shit. It's, it's hard. Any any <laughs> any political, I mean, even like with JFK, you see what he did to get elected, you know, like after the years after, you know, right. same thing, right. same thing, Nixon, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's a, it's like you said, the Irish, it's a game, you know, you just got to figure out how right. to win, you know, like, and, and that's all it is. And so, so he wins by a narrow margin, right? Super narrow. Yeah, super like narrow. Like a tenth margin. of a percent or <clears throat> yeah. something crazy. Yeah, like George Bush margins, yeah. like 534 votes so he was um and he was 43 so he was the second youngest president uh ever so young youngest ever elected youngest ever elected yeah okay um and then even like you know his inaugural speech he just knocks it out of the fucking park like it's the ask not what your country can do for you speech like how about the first speech i give as president it's one one of the the best speeches ever ever in history yeah fuck yeah 
like, yeah, politicians yeah. don't talk like that anymore. Um, no. There was something I wanted to say about um, the electoral college vote because it's a good example because he barely wins. He it's forty nine point seven percent to forty nine point five, but electoral wise he gets three hundred and three. Nixon gets two nineteen. But what's yeah, really he, important to point out is that fourteen of the electors from Mississippi and Alabama refused to support Kennedy even though their states voted that way. So yeah. that's the weird thing that comes into play, that people don't understand what electoral, electoral college is. I think the yeah. average voter right. doesn't even know that that happens. Right. They think that their vote counts. But if these guys say, I don't want to vote, they're it's not going to fucking vote. So yeah. 14 just flat refused. They didn't vote for Nixon, though. They voted for another party, like a third yeah. party. Gary but they Jackson refused to cast their vote. Yeah. Right. 14 electoral college votes did not vote. No, the that's, their the, state no that's exactly the nature of the electoral college. I mean, people, I know everybody gets so, uh, like, it's like. And it every, was racist. It was over I, like, so, right. it was so I mean, here's the thing. Like, the four of us are Cal. California residents, which means that regardless of anything that we do, it's we are Democrat. voting for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you're voting right. Democrat. Like, rega- like regardless of, the, you can your, vote for fucking Your Gary vote Johnson, is just so you can you tell can, your friends who you voted right, for. Right, exactly. Like, but California it. is, is voting, voting Democrat. And it's like, it doesn't matter it's who going, you, yeah. and like, it's that way in every state. If you're in a red state or a blue yeah. state, just it doesn't like matter if you're, who you If you live vote. in Texas, you're voting Republican. Right, it doesn't matter. It's happening. Although this year, who fucking knows? Yeah, that's true. Nobody knows. Nobody ever knows. Like, it's insane. I love your point because what you see illustrated with that electoral situation is Kennedy's great weakness, his great problem is that he is a Democrat. The South was entirely Democrat at the time. The process of the South turning Republican is right around the corner. Kennedy knows he can't do very much on civil rights because if he does, he's going to piss off all those white yep. Southerners yeah. down there right. who are all Democrats. Yep. And so that's his weakness and his great you know, concerned. And if the Kennedys would have had their way, civil rights would have been something that nobody really talked very much about and were worried about. It right. just came up and blew up in their face. Even right. him being yeah. Catholic was like a huge part yeah. of it. Like they didn't want to vote for him because he's Catholic. That's it's so crazy. weird to me. Yeah, it's so crazy. Well, I guess you think like when, uh, who was it? Uh, Romney, Mitt Romney, when you're like, oh, he's Mormon. Well, they believe in magic underwear yeah. and shit. So if that dude believes in magic <laughs> underwear, do you want him fucking with his finger on a nuke? Magic underwear. No. So it yeah. does, religion does play a part. You know, yeah. when you go, if someone's Christian and if you don't believe that, it, it yeah. does make you think a certain way whether yeah. that's going to influence their decision. But Kennedy publicly spoke about, you know, the religion, the church doesn't influence my um, job as a president and nor does my religion influence that job. Yeah. Nobody asked me if I was Catholic when I was serving on a PT boat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a that great speech. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a great speech. And, and again, it just shows he, he's such a fucking pimp. It's like, oh, by the way, let me drop the PT boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. did I mention, uh, did I, I tell you about people? the time I had my the strap in my teeth? You see this? You see this coconut? You see this coconut? See that message? You know, if he would have had an iPhone at that time, he would have had a selfie with that fucking strap in his mouth. Yeah, it's all waterproof. Said guys dying behind him. It's like, yeah, they would have made an iPhone commercial out of it. Duck lips. (laughs) (laughs) Kennedy. Duck lips. Kennedy. I read too. I got a new painting to do. (laughs) (laughs) Selfie duck lips, Kennedy. That's gonna sell. I read. just reading right here, he gave he gave all of his hundred thousand dollar a year White House salary to charities. Oh wow, that's pretty interesting. I They'll make their was... money off speeches later. Yeah, anyway, he, so, yeah. he didn't need the hundred thousand. <laughs> no, he he's died. A fucking Kennedy. <laughs> Wait a he minute. Need the money. He only lived for two years after that. Yeah, whoopsie do. Hundred thousand dollars. Get out of here. Um. So and again, so as president, I mean, you know, I was I was like, okay, so what did he do as president? So the <laughs> good things are he helped are we, create are the we Peace done now? Corps. Is no, what? no. Right. <laughs> 
He helped create the Peace Corps, right? Right. Um, was yeah. that his thing specifically? He w- a lot of these things were brought to him. For example, the Food for Peace program, which was to take our agricultural surplus and give it to the world as a you know anti-communist device. Yeah, was brought to him by the one of my professors. Actually, wrote the program. Uh, Don Hadwiger was his name, and it was a way to reduce the agricultural surplus and at the same time help the third world impoverished impoverished oh, people. Wow. Uh, be fed and the Peace Corps was brought to him and it was something that obviously appealed to the most idealistic Americans. I know a couple here in Bakersfield. Um, our county clerk, by the way, was a, was a Peace Corps a graduate and yeah. she met her husband yeah. in the Peace Corps. Yeah. It was people who were the best and the brightest. That's that slogan that's associated with the Kennedy administration. And that's what his symbolic importance is so much larger than what he accomplished as a legislative type president. Yeah. Uh, the, that that inspiration. You know, every semester I taught 17,000, 18,000 students U.S. history in my career. I would always ask, uh, what line was that you guys from that JFK speech? Any of you guys remember that? And of course, they all uh, ask, uh, ask what you can do. Uh, uh, you know, and they're all coming up with it. And one time this guy goes, he was from Cambodia. He goes, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I said, you're from Cambodia. Uh, where did you learn that? He goes, on um, radio... Uh, what's it? Not Radio Free America. Voice of America. I said, "What's the Voice of America?" I know, of course, but I'm, I'm teaching the students. He goes, uh, "Voice of America, come on at ten o'clock in Cambodia at night to teach you about freedom." It, uh, what you call propaganda? Yes. Yeah. I go, yeah, right. He goes, so you learned that?" Yeah, yeah. And I'm so here. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. You know, here I am looking at seventy American college students. They can't come up with the line. Yeah. You know, last night, here's right. this guy from right. Cambodia who's forty five yeah. years old. Yeah. Does it by Just heart? Nails yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know that that was the inspiration. And that's it, right? I mean, I mean, because again, I I think I forgot how how short a time he was in the White House because I. I, as I always study technology, one of the massive things of technology that ever happened was whether we did it or not is another question. But the push for this for the space race, right. the push to get yeah. people on the moon, right. um, conspiracy theories aside, whether we went there or not aside, under the administration, we developed rocketry, we developed, we put people in space unparalleled. Like he he motivated the. I mean, you look yeah. at stuff in that era; it was the space age. I mean, kids were for. Halloween, they were going as astronauts. They were playing with rocket ships. Like right. he motivated the entire country in th- in less than three years. I mean, right. every boy wanted just, to be yeah, an astronaut. Every, every girl wanted to be an he astronaut's just wife. Churned That's it out, man. He right. just like changed the debate of the nation yeah. and made them something that they wouldn't have even dreamed about. He just did this moonshot and was like, "That's what we're fucking doing." Yeah. And you're like, look, "Yeah." Look, look at the confidence of the of the Kennedy era people, and there was Republican and Democrat. It was a very bipartisan. You had. The commitment to defend virtually three-fourths of the world, you know, CETO, NATO, all these alliances to stop the communist menace. You had the development of new weapon systems, ICBM, so forth. You had the development of the Peace Corps, the Green Berets, a special project to, to emulate the communists by infiltrating, you know. The, yeah. Oh, was that his? That was yeah. his special oh, pet, wow. maybe. Uh, the Food for Peace program, the Alliance for Progress to reach out to, to Latin America, the, the social programs that are coming down the pike to end poverty, to clean up the water, air, et cetera. The, uh, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to cut taxes. 
they believe they could do all this shit. It was something that we've lost in our culture. Yeah. Right? yeah. Can you imagine if he yeah. didn't fucking get assassinated? Right. Like what kind of shit he would have pulled off in Who the knows next what five years? Butterfly you know effect I mean? would happen. Like, though. He pulls out a nom and communists get yeah, control of the territory. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't know what would happen. Like yeah. we want to think that, yeah, like based off of what he, but I like it, they say, it went the way it was supposed to go probably yeah. or had to go like that. Yeah. I don't believe that his death changed that would have changed the Vietnam situation a bit. And that's no. where JFK, uh, the movie JFK and I have a disagreement. Right. And that I think Oliver Stone has that wrong because I think culturally there's no damn way a Democratic president loses Vietnam in 1963 or early 64 and gets elected that following year. He had yeah, that, something. That's that November. He, yeah, he had, a, he had plans, they said, after the election um, to start withdrawing troops. Like he had pre-written some stuff of withdrawing a thousand troops after the election, though. Right. So it was like, if I win, then I can go and do whatever I want. But you're right. That was a huge thing that he can't show weakness or withdraw. It, 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 it might have. I mean, he might have thought about it, too. Right. And, and did some things, well, you know, like, like his brother you know, and his brother even said he doesn't think at the time of his death, um, even JFK knew what he was going to do about Vietnam for sure. He yeah. said he didn't really know. Yeah. But he said he, they did know on paper he had plans to withdraw a thousand troops after the election just as a start because there wasn't a lot there at that time. It was like 15,000, 18,000 or something troops. And then during the whole Vietnam thing, it's like 580,000 troops. Yeah. Right, right. It goes from like 2,563 to uh, 540,067. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit more. Plus, you just, have 60,000 civilian contractors just like Iraq, you know, yeah. right, right, right. making triple wages. Yeah. And, yeah. So um, he also pushed, pushes through the Civil Rights Act. He gets that on the on the docket. I mean, he gets killed before it uh, gets passed into legislation, but but he gets that started. Correct. You know, that's one of the other things. So, I mean, a lot of positive things. And a lot of people look back at it, like you said, Randy, like everyone remembers having voted for the guy because, you know, and everybody uses the term Camelot. And it's because of this. It's because of this, like, dreamlike inspiration. Right. We can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Like, America is the greatest, and we can just keep pushing it and, like, like we, you know, we just fucking won World War Two. Like yeah. we're the top of the fucking heap. Our economy is the best. I like think his just- confidence is, is key. Like the things you're describing, saying that he had the confidence that we we're going to accomplish these things. Because they said when he moved into the White House, he just scrapped Eisenhower's, you know, methodology and plans. He basically just said he appointed new people, inexperienced people, uh, experienced people, and said we'll learn our job together. And they were just changing the game. Like they and said, he, that he used a management methodology of like a bicycle wheel. So all spokes lead to the president. So you have all these people appointed, but everything comes to me right. and that he would have to act quick and be intelligent about quick decisions and, and rash decisions. And he was okay with that type of, you know, cadence and uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but like uh, having to do things quickly like that when everything's relying on him because he wants to make the decision. And he pushed he big wrong. on sciences. I mean, he sported, I mean, any number of, of sciences were very, I mean, he let science, yeah. you know, be a big policy, which we don't anymore. We kind of shy away from about science. All the time, like mm-hmm. that yeah. era of, of the space race that we've lost that. There's and no even, urge. even the White House itself, like he would invite like luminaries and artists and poets and like, like the White House was the place to be. And from what I read, like Jacqueline, uh, uh, went out of her way to like revamp the White House, mm-hmm. like make it look right. as nice as possible, yeah. and you know. So I mean, this is part of that Camelot yeah. mystique, right? He right. actually he actually installed a secret taping system inside the White House, which Richard, R- Richard blamed it on Nixon. Richard Richard Nixon used it later on yeah, for different reasons. Right. LBJ, yeah. the tapes of LBJ that used are fantastic too. But yeah, Kennedy started it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. But and again, so shit. there's. I thought Brad was kidding right now. But, <laughs> but, just like, but again, we start. You know, you have to start to look at some of the. Fun 
fucking dark shit that was going on, like the right. fucking Bay of Pigs, right? right. Um, and if you don't know much about the Bay of Pigs and what was going on with Cuba, I recommend you go back and listen to our Cuba episode because we talk a lot about it because it's pretty fucking wild. Like the Bay of Pigs was pretty insane. Does anybody want to? I think that is it. Do you know Project Northwoods? Is that what it was? Project Northwoods? Are you I don't that? recall, honestly. So I know that. Um, during the Eisenhower administration, they, um, the military um, powers had plans um, to create a false flag event on U.S. soil to try to rally um, the invasion of Cuba. Against Cuba, yeah. And yeah, that was, moves in and he's that like, was no. Northwoods. Um, yeah. yeah, so Project Northwoods, I think that is. That was their plan. He's like, no, we're not doing that. And so then he finally agrees to let the CIA yeah. go in with like uh, 1,500 Cuban tr- American trained troops. Right. And the CIA just assumes that he'll provide air support once they're in there. And then they, they go land and get, start getting their ass whooped. And yeah. then they finally take like 1,186, I think, um, captive. And then he ends up having to negotiate to get them back because they get their ass whooped. And, um, and he has uh, 53 million in food and med- medical aid or something he has to promise to them after that. Right. It was a cluster sucks. for the. For, I mean, Castor knew about it all along. It was, yeah, it was right. a joke. No, the whole it, thing. You almost was get a feeling rough. like he wanted it to, to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then in, in the same year, um, uh, Nikolai Khrushchev, who runs the Soviet Union, builds the Berlin Wall. Yep. Um, which is a big, you know. Well, they smear. have talks first. Though he goes over mm-hmm. to like Vienna or something, has talks and tells them, if you do this, like I will see it as a direct act of conflict of war, and like it's going to be a problem. Then he goes back and right away, like boom, enters into negotiation with West Germany or whatever. They start putting up uh, barbed wire. They build the wall. Kennedy tries to ignore it as long as there's free passage, but finally it comes to a head, and it's like fuck, we're going to have to have nuclear war. Like that's fucking right. crazy. And then the Cuban missile crisis yeah. is yeah. shortly on it. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's not all fucking sunshine and roses no, during the Kennedy administration. Yeah. There's some fucked yeah. up shit going it on. And, and it's, and if, if you don't know why uh, Cuba is important, um, then you need to look up because growing up, you know, I always wondered, you know, why, why, what, who cares about fucking Cuba? Like who right. cares? No, it matters when, when Russia puts a nuclear it's, it's weapon doorstep. on you know, Cuban land that can actually hit the U.S. So, you know, it's these only, things are, what is it like? It's it's eighty miles off. Yeah, the, eighty off miles the off the coast of Florida. Like yeah. it's right there. But yeah. we did the, actually. We really should let them shoot Florida. Yeah, I mean that, they can have it. Like yeah. almost a third of the military power wanted them to do a strike on the missile sites, which probably would have killed us all. We, right. know, we now here. know from the Soviet archives that they would have responded with a, if yeah. we would have attacked Cuba with a nuclear attack on the. So US. they don't. Yeah, right. They they uh, they they surround the island and say that any any Russian ships coming in are going to be boarded yeah. and inspected, and they start having talks, and then they silently. Agree agree that because we had just in 1958 Eisenhower put missiles in Turkey yeah. and somewhere else like we did the same thing right, so they're like right. hey you did it like yeah. how about you take your missiles down I'll take my missiles down you yeah. you know and we'll just all agree to be friends so they like to save face kind of do it behind the scenes and everybody steps back slowly. and again one of the key things that helped resolve the Cuban missile crisis and there's a documentary about it um, was a doctor from New York Dr. Uh, Charles Xavier and his <laughs> his group of X Men um, helped stop uh, with the help of Magneto. Yeah, um, they helped stop the Cuban Missile yeah. Crisis. And there's a documentary about it called X Men First Class. Yeah, uh, I just um, watched that. Not why is Randy not smiling at all? Like he, just, just he didn't read that book. <laughs> I'm like, what? He didn't read that book. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, I, I believe at this same exact point in the Cuban uh, episode, I, I made yeah. the same joke. Well, this is yeah, this is a. Uh, um, the second edition of the history book that you have, the teacher's book. Yeah. That's right. That's the right. second edition. It doesn't involve gotcha. the X-Men, then it's no. not accurate. Just looking back at JFK's inaugural speech quite quickly, 
Go pay attention to what's in it later. The more important line, instead of ask not what your country can do for you, is mm-hmm. we must be prepared to bear any burden yeah, for right. the cause of freedom. And that yeah. means, you know, that's a, that's a call to war. And yeah. so you can look at JFK as being a very militaristic person, as, a, as you know, kind of almost a hothead there in the beginning. And uh, I always say about Camelot, what? silly place <laughs> so the the thing so if you don't know that reference i can't help you right so the thing about camelot right in the middle of camelot and we talked about this a while back is the idea of the affairs like yeah. all the like the affairs that jfk was having so i started to look into it because like the big thing is marilyn monroe right like that's that's the big one that's the one you hear is, about yeah. is the marilyn monroe apparently they met at a state dinner and he fell for her. um supposedly supposedly they would go to palm Springs. I fell for her. She was did down. He, did he give her the duck lips? Did he give her the duck lips? They went to Palm Springs. Um, 35 millimeter selfies. That's yeah. right. Uh, she sang the whole happy birthday, Mr. President thing. Um, I, 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 I don't know how deep their relationship was. <laughs> it went real deep. It went real deep. It <laughs> <laughs> even put balls, your ass to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> balls. Yeah, it went balls I doubt deep. that with, with those lower back problems. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, she wrote him. Yeah. Because one thing that I read was that even after the affair was over, she kept like bugging the white. She kept like bugging them at the White House, and like he had to. Like, Meryl Streep sent. Yeah, one yeah. thing I read. You don't, I don't have to be that how, good. You yeah. just had to be the president. Yeah, you got to be That's the president. Yeah. yeah. But, well, and so, he always like because he, he was always on his back, and she was riding him. He's like, "Call me PT one oh nine, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ride this boat. <laughs> it's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> the the reports on the guy's STD issues. My God, it's like oh, I didn't see he, that. No, oh, I man. didn't either. Every time he went to the doctor they had to they had to give him uh you know the medicine for you know gonorrhea and whatever chlamydia. i'm not Man. surprised he was a I chlamydia king i mean he would have been a king county would have fit in right right well, well around here <laughs> so so i mean she's like i mean she's like the one that gets all the press but then i was looking for like you know the the most verified because there's a ton of them it's like oh we had a fling yeah, with her and her but one that that looked fairly legit was this woman named mimi alford did you guys see anything about mm-hmm. her i've heard of it yeah so she was an intern at the white house um mm. and uh, yeah interesting um and apparently uh he uh she and two others would were swimming and he saw them swimming and asked and they asked JFK to join him and he joined them he and then he ended up, yeah, he <laughs> he <laughs> up a tic tac um, he went on up and uh, apparently he even like took her virginity like up in the, the living quarters above the White House and uh, she was a student at Wheaton College and for quite a while after that whenever she would come to town you know they would have affairs at motels and all this stuff so that, that was another job. one that was very uh, held up the other two who uh, she was swimming with were called Fiddle and Faddle. Did you see anything about Fiddle and Faddle? Isn't that like the popcorn stuff with nuts in it? (laughs) That's what they call it. So there were two... Two secretaries named Priscilla Ware and Jill Cowan were known as like Fiddle and Faddle were their security names. Yeah. Like the Secret Service referred to them as Fiddle and Faddle. And they had um, your back back in the day. They wouldn't tell on you. Right. And apparently <laughs> neat, like they were famous from other people who worked in the White House at the time for never really having to do any work. 
they would just like swim oh, all they were, day they at the working. White House pool and uh, fucking hang they had out. They to keep attractive for the president. Right, exactly. They were doing a national service. So um, they would always like an emergency would come up and they'd run back to their office and they would still have wet hair because they were just skinny dipping in the pool and shit, like all this like craziness. And um, at one point, uh, and she was, uh, there was a, an article in the Atlantic by a woman named Catelyn Flanagan and she said that they would often accompany him on business trips in Berlin, Rome, Ireland, Costa Rica, Mexico, and Nassau. So fiddle and faddle kind of got around with him. And then at one point, uh, Jackie was giving a tour of the White House to a reporter from a newspaper in Paris. And when they walked past, uh, I think, Fiddle's desk, she said, this is the girl who's supposedly sleeping with my husband. Oh, and shit. just kept on yeah, boom. going. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the, well, no, and the doctor gave him, like, the doctor gave him chlamydia pills. Yeah. And it, usually you get no refills. His had, his had like, six. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like, because the doctor got tired of seeing him. Yeah, exactly. because yeah. they had eaten pills just, like Fiddle Faddle. Yeah. Just keep it going. <laughs> The candy jar on the, on the desk in the yeah, they, office. Their job was to make sure that he took his daily dose. Yeah. The so the choice of the sexual revolution, right? It was yeah, the yeah. sexual revolution. Yeah. And the other two to get, get a little bit more interesting. One of them was a name, a woman named Ellen Romich, who was a 27 year old prostitute from East Germany. Yikes. Um, I was going to say, what about his overseas stuff? Like yeah, how many well, kids does he really have? Well, she was a mm. call girl in a place called the Quorum Club, mm-hmm. which was just across the street from the Senate office building. And it was like a high end, like all the politicians would go there. And she was a, she was a prostitute there. Um, and on more than one occasion, she apparently had sex with the, with the president. And it even reached the point that, uh, supposedly, um, Bobby Kennedy arranged for her to get deported, So that she wouldn't talk uh, during election years. So they had to deport her back to East Germany because she slept with the president and she might have talked about it. So that was an interesting one. And then the one that really is important, I think, um, is Judith Campbell Exner. Did you guys see her? Uh, She's up right now. Yeah, this is the one that that potentially leads into the the next episode uh, because Judith Campbell Exner – he was pillow talking with her, basically. Yeah, but she she used to date Frank Sinatra, um, and then after that, she uh, started dating Kennedy. But she also dated um, uh, mobsters. She was the the um, mistress of Sam uh, Giancana, mm-hmm. who ran the Chicago outfit. So she was both the head of the Chicago mob's mistress and John F. Kennedy's mistress simultaneously. Who's Johnny Roselli? Damn, what's and, that picture? Her? Is Johnny are, Roselli a mob guy too? Sounds like a mob guy. And uh, she was having an affair with him. Okay. So, sounds like an Italian restaurant. Yeah. <clears throat> Johnny Roselli. Got good yeah. noodles. <clears throat> um, yeah, she was another. Yeah, Johnny Roselli was another one that that she had an affair with. Um, so she was getting around, and um, in a supposedly in her final encounter with Kennedy in 1963, she allegedly became pregnant and had to have an abortion. And all of this stuff starts to come out in 1975 um, because she gets called to a Senate subcommittee to investigate alleged CIA plots to assassinate uh, Castro. So she gets called there to discuss this, and she has to like reveal all these truths about her and Kennedy. So like a lot of the stuff that she says is, is much more backed up. But 
sense. So, um, you know, the conspiracy theorists and different myths say that she was like the inroad between him and the mob. Like if they needed to move money or if they needed to do something, she would leave the White House, go to Chicago and directly be the connection between the Kennedys and the Chicago outfit. Um, so she was a she was a key figure. It's just I think evolution has changed women or like what we thought women were hot back then. Like we're looking at a picture of her. It's just like I mean, she's she's all right looking. It's just like comparatively. Does everyone just have makeup and fake eyelashes on tricking us all? You know, did, did people change? People look yeah. different back well, then? Every, I mean, if, look, yeah. at, look at the early 1900s. Right. People look different. Look at the 1800s. People were weird. Yeah, yeah. so did a lot of chicks with no makeup. Shorter. Like, like nobody, like a six foot tall guy was like, oh, man, that guy's a giant. Right. You know, like, so yeah, we have evolved. Milk. Cow yeah, hormones. Milk. Yep. Uh, hormones, yeah. yeah. Hormones and foods. Yep. Food is a big thing. So, yeah. yeah so you she, look she, at the size, obviously, what did they say? Marilyn Monroe was a 13 or 14 or something like that. I mean. Oh, like of her yeah, outfits. I mean, she was, yeah. She was a ample. She was voluptuous. Yes, she was right. voluptuous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So anyway, the, this this is part of that connection between him and the and the mafia. So all of this stuff starts to come into play. I mean, the fact that he's sleeping around with everybody, all this weird shit with him trying to topple Castro, the weird things that he has the CIA doing, the fact that he has mob connections. I mean, when tough, you start to look job, at man, yeah, it's a you tough gotta job. You got to mingle and get along. Like, but when you start to look at the fact that he gets assassinated, there are ample suspects mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. there are people like the soviet union you know khrushchev you know loses at the at the cuban missile crisis they might want revenge i mean there's just endless people who would want him dead mm-hmm. and it leads to to quite a, a yeah, hookers, of with conspiracies. hookers with babies that aren't hookers, child support. exactly german hookers with babies yeah. you know all sorts of uh, stuff fiddle and faddle N- yeah nabisco was pissed copyright <laughs> infringement yeah nabisco's all man i don't know if that's nabisco Bisco or not. I don't know. Solid guess. Why not? Uh, might be Nestle or something. Yeah. Probably is. You want to hit sponsors and we'll uh, we'll Ooh. come back on Friday and talk more about the assassin. We're going to talk more about this guy? Hell yeah. Jesus Christ. Everyone's pissed right now. They're like, what? We got to wait till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were going to talk. No, you said in the beginning of the episode. I did, but still. We no. only have to wait like yeah. five, ten if minutes. You're, yeah. if you're, <laughs> we're going to take a piss. You guys have to wait a week. Brent, Brent's going to go back and listen to this episode and he's going to be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going to talk about it next. Okay. Yeah. And then like 30 minutes into the episode, he's going to forget you ever right, said that right. and be excited and yeah. be mad at the forget end. Forget you said what? Yeah. See what happens? Exactly. All right, so uh, thank you, El Yucateco. We are going to indoctrinate a new fan. We're gonna we're gonna propaganda this man sitting at the table until he loves it and sneaks in my basement and tries to steal more later. Um, <laughs> thank you to PrinterJeep.com. We have submitted sticker um, art, so uh, I don't know. Pretty soon here, we are gonna have a whole bunch of stickers available. Um, you can log on to their website. You can get a discount if you use code SofaKing. Same thing on um, El Yucateco. Thank you to Digital Creations, Darkside Graphics, and Dan Cameron. Jiu-Jitsu. You can log on to armhunter.com to get apparel, geese, yep. uh, and use, shorts. Use code uh, SofaKing and uh, get 10% off your choke. Yeah. Yeah. Use code Brent's broken ass leg. Use code Brent Kane. <laughs> Actually, you guys did have a cane off earlier, but uh, yeah, they did, doctors yeah. wins. Dude, yeah. I took one his look cane, at that fucking cane and I stepped away, dude. Man, his big, cane, yeah. his cane it's is legit. A, it's, it's legit. A, it's a Jaguar. It's a Jaguar. I was like, damn, he has a Jaguar man. hood emblem for the handle. It's pretty dope. It's, legit. it's pretty dope. It is nice. I don't even need a cane. I want one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a cane wars. Standard OG apparel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that it? That's it. All right. Well, hopefully uh, you'll hear us Friday. I might mess up the episode on purpose so people will be pissed off. 
<laughs> Five minutes. Yeah. All right. Don't be retarded. This is real hip hop. Rather eat crumbs with bums than steaks with snakes. Snake. Look me in my eyes, face to face. I hit you on camera Never. and take the tape. Even Kennedy got shot. Stay in your place. You're not the president. You're not the pope. You're not a king. So it's not a thing for you to get shot in them shots of sting. They shot Abe Lincoln, Kennedy, Dr. King, Malcolm X, Biggie, and Tupac when they popped the thing. So yo, you should know if it's goons that want you dead and they coming for your head when they see you them shots of ring. Them shells that make you yell with a sound like you opera sing. When the pistol hits you, give you more rounds than a boxing ring. Man, they could give a damn if your chain and watches blink. All them clothes in the cars that you drove ain't gonna stop a thing. Seriously, this murder rap, I murder cats lyrically. I'm reckless. Papoose might get arrested for conspiracy. You should be scared of me. I'll embarrass you. Listen, if you think you competition, then you tripping like a traveler. I was a battler, but I made it. So you stragglers could get assassinated, assassinating my character. You think it can't happen? Even Kennedy got shot. Think you untouchable? Even Kennedy got shot. Think you big woolly? Even Kennedy got shot. This ain't a dance record. This is real hip hop. Rather eat crumbs with bums than steaks with snakes. Snake. Look me in my eyes, face to face. I hit you on camera, camera. and take the tape. Even Kennedy got shot. Stay I got bullets with rappers' names on them. All loaded up in my black fifth. Boy, my clip look like a track list. How you gonna stop me from popping hammers, dropping proper grammar? I'ma tell you like Kanye told Sway. You ain't got the answer. Big the gun end. like the Terminator searching for Sarah Connor. Gangsters moving silence just like the J and marijuana. I pack a weapon, a grown man with underage guns. My Tech 9 and my Mac 11, I'm a pinpoint particular. Pimmonship distributor, period on the end of a paragraph finisher. Always been the grind of my work drive is vehicular. Homicide with the horsepower of six cylinders. Drowning your own blood, die slow. You deserve it. You can suck a big fat dick, swallow, slurp it, and burp it. You a serpent of the devil. You serve it. Don't want your service. Cause you rather serve swine instead of serving a purpose. You think it can't happen? Even Kennedy got shot. Think you untouchable? Even Kennedy got shot. Think you big woolly? Even Kennedy got shot. This ain't a dance record. This is real hip hop. Rather eat crumbs with bums than steaks with snakes. Snake. Look me in my eyes. Face to face. I hit you on camera. camera. And take the tape. Even Kennedy got shot.